The following message is brought to you by Champions Church. For more information, please visit champschurch.com. I want to ask you if you would, I know you just sat down, but I want to ask you if you would stand to your feet, give a very warm Abilene, Texas welcome to the Apostle Frank Akins. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Um, nothing, nothing can be better than the warm Abilene, Texas welcome. And uh, we receive it every time we come. Please, let's be seated. I want to thank God for the privilege that he is giving to me personally and to my family to have a relationship with uh, President Ashley Humphreys and by extension, Champions Church and all the wonderful people that we come to meet every time we visit. Uh, by my calculation, my last visit was two years ago. And between the visitor now, we had a visitor in the world. And um, that visitor has caused quite a bit of confusion, but we are still here. Amen. And I want to thank God for my wife and everything that Pastor Preston has said. I'm glad to announce that however great she is to the world, she is my wife. I am the only one that can uh, boast of that relationship, and I'm glad that she came with me. And she came with our daughter, you know, our daughter, our last of the four. And uh, she is a princess. And I think there is an attempt to get her to be in the Navy SEAL of United States of America. And we shall see how it works out. But we're glad to be here this morning. And every time we come in here, it's not so much about standing behind the pulpit, but the opportunity we have to fellowship with all the wonderful people. We come here, we see the, uh, uh, the ministers, the music ministers consistently, faithfully, you know, leading us in worship. And the first note they will strike from the beginning of the service to the last note ministers to your heart. And I'm so glad that this morning we had one more opportunity before the rapture would take place to have the fellowship. You know, I am expectant that any time Christ will come soon. Uh, I would like to announce to you that heaven is real. Hell is real. And in case you have difficulty believing, earth is also real. So as real as earth is, that is how real heaven is. And may I say that God is real, and Satan is real, and I am real. So we need to get that triangle, that we understand that God is real. And because you are real, you also encounter real issues. You are not a figment of somebody's imagination. You are real. And you go through real problems. You go through real excitement. You go through real challenges. You face real questions. You face things that others may not relate with, but you know it's real. It's not everything you are facing that somebody around you may see it. I read in the scriptures and in the book of Judges 14, uh, 
Samson was traveling with his mother and father to go to a place called Timonath to uh, propose to a girl to get married to. And on the way there, it is written that a young lion, and that is what a person captured and used to wear his clothes in the evening. A young lion came out from the, the vineyard of Timonath and roared at Samson. And Samson killed the lion. And it is written that his parents did not even know anything about it. They didn't see it. Not everybody close to you sees the lions you fight. People may be close to your person, but they may not be close to your problems. They may not be close to your struggles. They may not be close to your challenges. They see you, your face, and your name. They can even tell your address, and perhaps because of how close they are to you, they might even know your social security number, but they do not know the dreams you carry, the pains you bear personally, and the struggles that you deal with. But you know it's real. But I would like to announce to you that as real as those issues are, God is also real to meet you at the point of your real need. And he will do that for you in Jesus' name. It's great to be here once more. And I would like us to uh, bow our heads to pray briefly as we go into the word. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for every sound that has been made, called praise and worship has been accepted by you. And Lord, we are grateful for the privilege we have to even present worship before you. Father, now that we have worshipped you, we ask that you may speak to us. We ask that you may touch each and every life. We ask, oh God, that you may have your way and do as you please in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, I do that, you know, talk plenty just to tune up so that you can get my accent. And uh, at least when I start uh, uh, preaching, you will follow me. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm. And we are going to read it together, if you may, Psalm 23. There are six verses in the book of Psalm, I mean, the 23rd chapter of Psalm. And if you have opened, I will try and squint through reading uh, mine. Shall we all read it together? Whatever translation you have, shall we read? Read, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Now, none of us will dispute the fact that this is one of the most beautiful and, should I say, well-known of the Psalms. The 150 chapters of the book of Psalms Psalm 23 is about the most known of them that could easily be recited without going through the scriptures. Psalm 133 has only three verses, but sometimes those three verses, we struggle to memorize them. You know, how great and how present it is for brethren to dwell together. We struggle to memorize between some, you know, verse 1 and verse 3. In verse 3, we say the Lord commands his blessing. There are only three verses. But these six verses in Psalm 23 is easier 
recited by anybody who has been in church for a long while. It's as beautiful as it is powerful. However, we can say that today it's almost relegated into the museum. It's become something that is on the shelf because we start by saying the Lord is my shepherd. Now, if you know him as your shepherd, then it means that, you know, it's not someone you relate with just once in a, in a, in a week. It's not someone you relate with when, you know, when perhaps uh, things are down and you need to call upon him. It's your shepherd. It means he leads you day by day. And if he is your shepherd, then it's important that we learn to hear his voice. Because when you have a shepherd, for instance, if I was a lamb, okay, and I have a shepherd, my shepherd will not be the only man that lives. There will be other men. I have a wife, and I'm not the only man here, but to her, I'm a husband. So the Lord is my shepherd. And how does he lead us? He leads us with his voice. And I want to speak to us a little bit about the voice of God. Is it okay for us to read some scriptures, you know, some more scriptures in the book of uh, you know, uh, John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it is written there that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Called the sons of God. Hebrews, you know, Apostle Paul writes the letter to Hebrews beginning from chapter 1. He said, God in sundry time, in time past, spoke through the prophet, but in these days speaks expressly through his spirit, which means that God is still speaking. God speaks. He leads us by his voice. However, something that I may say that perhaps it may scratch a few places and makes, you know, produce some discomfort is the fact that Today, as we all sit here, I'm standing before you here. One sneeze of Vladimir Putin will be heard by all of us. When Angela Merkel says a word in Germany, we hear it. We know what President Donald Trump just said a few hours ago. We know what Joe Biden says yesterday. We hear what President Buhari of Nigeria is saying. We hear what this one is saying, what CNN says, and what Fox News says, and what you know, Sky News says, but we don't hear the voice of God. We seem to be so tuned to what everybody else is saying and what is going on. I'm not saying we should be ostriches with our heads buried in the sand and not knowing what is going on. But we seem to know everything that goes on except the voice of heaven. And while we are busy with the voice of earth and not hearing the voice of the shepherd, we don't even hear what the shepherd is saying to the church. In the book of Revelations, we read over and over in the book of Revelations chapter 2. The book of Revelations chapter 2, verse 7, makes a statement. So he that has ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God or what God is saying to the churches. He that has ears. That is repeated in verse 11 of that same Revelation chapter 2. He does us here. Let him hear what God is saying to the church. It's repeated again in verse 17, repeated in verse 29. He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. But because now we have lost our ears to the politicians, 
We seem to have lost our ears to the market you know, uh, places. We have lost our ears to the people that want to control your destiny. And while we have shut our ears away from the voice of God, listening to all the noise and everything that is going on, the Eastern religious evil people are stepping in and turning our grocery shops on the shelf. We see haral meat. They are now you know, taking advantage of the distraction we have, listening to everything going on except the voice of God. We don't even know what our God is saying to us, and so they are taking advantage of our distraction and doing things, getting Congress to pass laws to favor their agenda. While we don't hear the voice of God, who is shepherding, who is supposed to lead us and guide us and tell us what to do, they are going through all kinds of things. For instance, we just came out from December. We just came out from Christmas. And so Christmas must still be fresh in our brains. But the story of Christmas, reading from Matthew chapter 2, is quite interesting. It's written there that, you know, the, 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 there was a, a taxation that was going on. And everybody heard what the emperor, what the Caesar has said in Rome. Everybody heard and all of them were just acting on the instruction, what the political agenda has been and everything they were saying. And all the while they were going on, there was a star of the Lord. And nobody in Israel saw the star. Nobody in Israel saw the star. It's written in Matthew chapter 2 that the wise men from the east, and the wise men, it's not because of their intelligence. They were magicians, the magis, the, ma the magicians. Cultic people saw the star when church people didn't see it. And when these magicians came to the, 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 the palace of Herod, and it is written that and, and Herod called, invited, or called the, the, the chief priests and the scribes, and they all came and they flip, 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 yeah. Well, um, as the, the book says, yeah, the, the Messiah is going to be born in the city of Bethlehem. And they were so eloquent to point out that, yes, the scripture said he'll be born in Bethlehem. And none of them saw the star. None of them saw anything. And incredibly, none of them even followed the so-called wise men to the manger. As soon as they passed the instruction, they stayed back. And this is what is going on right now. And church, I may not have the biggest broadcasting network to stand on. But if I can have the ears of this faithful and committed Christian in Abilene, may I say to you that God has not gone dumb. He's still speaking. And if only we will hear his voice. Over and over in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 3, verse 13, for instance, Apostle Paul says, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. We have become a people that are, you know, so to say, rasmatized by the, 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 uh, the, the, the earthquakes and the fires and, 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 and the wind. In, in, in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, 1 Kings 19, from verse 10 to 11, I mean to 13, 1 Kings 19. I may not be able to flip it, but remember this is where I'm quoting this passage from. 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 10. God speaks to Elijah and says, Go out and stand on the mountain and I will speak to you. And I will show you something that is quite interesting in that 1 Kings 19. It's written that Elijah stood and there was an earthquake. 
And it's recorded in there that, and God was not in it. And you and I know that the earthquake, uh, you cannot have an earthquake here and sit down and say, well, I think there is an earthquake in this place. I mean, we cannot experience an earthquake in Abilene and you sit and cross your head and say, mm-hmm. I think that thing is called earthquake. No, it's going to create some kind of you know, movement and things. And it is written that, and the, and the Lord was not in it. And then there was wind. And the Lord was not in it. And then there was fire. And the Lord was not in it. And then it is written, and then there was a still, small voice. And the word still, for my little understanding of English, if I tell you to keep still, it means you should maintain a position or a stand or something. There's still. So still means it kept maintaining its position, its stand, its, you know, it stays. There's still small voice was there. And in verse 13, when Elijah, I mean Elijah heard that, it is written he came out of the cave. Incredibly, at the beginning of the instruction, God told him to come out and go and stand on the mountain. But when the still voice came, eventually, and he heard it, it is written, he came out of the cave. It means that all the while there was brimstones and fires and everything, he was still in the cave. He really didn't come out. And we have, the church today, we have become, you know, you know in the cave. And a lot of fires and everything going out there. We have become fascinated by the, the, the earthquakes and the shouts and the noises and everything that is going on. And we are missing the voice of our shepherd. And if there is anything we need now, I salute and I respect Congress. But it's not Congress we need. We need the voice of our father. Oh, I salute any president that may be so great and honest and, and, and be so powerful and a great leader. But the voice of God will not come from him. It's the voice of God Almighty that we do need. We cannot hear the voice of God when we are so consumed by all the earthquakes and everything that is going on. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, he said, they will not follow. The voice of a stranger, they will not follow. What can I say to you in closing? Everything that is going on in our world, they're enough to capture our attention on a day-to-day basis. But in the midst of it all, our God still remains on the throne. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you the sons of Jacob, you are not consumed. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it's written, you know, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame thereof. But by the time you go to chapter 13 of the same book of Hebrews and verse 8, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it is written, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it means that his stand has not changed. I am the Lord. I change not. Oh, may I say this? 
It means his position. In my, you know, first, somewhere, uh, first Kings chapter 19, he, you know, the Bible says there's still a small voice. That means the voice is still. The voice has no change. His word has no change. And may I say something that may not go so well to some people? His voice on abortion has not changed. It means that his stand, he's still the same voice who knows Adam and Eve and knows that there are only two genders. His position on gender has not changed. He's still the same God. He's still the same God. He said, and male and female made he, him, made them. He's still the same God. God isn't confused. and said, Well, I, I made these two people and I, I don't even know what to call them. Uh, well, I think one is going to be called a male. In the meantime, waiting for the time that will come when they will discover what he really is. And I will call this other one female. In the meantime, uh, waiting for when the real knowledgeable people will come and establish the region that this person is. No, God was not confused. He's still the same God. So in the midst of everything going on, the devil likes to make all the noise so that he distracts us and then he begins to sneak in with his agenda. But if only we will shut off from them and listen to our God, we will know how to also block them. Because I tell you that Matthew chapter 2, all the hula baloo about the taxations and all the distractions and everything, in the midst of it, God was still at work. Can you imagine it was the time of taxation? It was the most horrible time that God chose to bring the Messiah to, you know, to, be, to be born. But interestingly, everybody was so focused on the taxation that they never saw the star. They didn't see the star. And it took my guys or magicians or men from the east. And today, today, it's a shame. That it looks as if the Magi's are the one showing us where the star is. Magi's appear on Facebook. They appear on social media. In social media, we are getting the voice of God from. Instead of us to tell them what God is saying, they seem to be telling us what we should hear. And they tell you how you shouldn't give your tithe. They tell you how you shouldn't be in church. They tell you all kinds of things there. But you know what? Our God still remains the same. We're singing some of the songs now. We're reading the, you know, the, the, the lyrics of it. He's still the same God. He hasn't changed. And because he's still the same God, his healing power has not left. He's still the healer. He's still the savior. He's still the restorer. He's still the light and our salvation. He's still our shepherd. And because of that, we shall not want. He will lead us on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we need not to be afraid because the rod and his staff, they will always comfort us. He is still the same God that sets tables before you and I in the presence of our enemies. Everybody must not like you, but God will still provide for you. He is still the same faithful God. And we cannot hear his voice being distracted and consumed by what everybody else is saying. And I, 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 I feel terrible at times that we know what everybody else is saying, but not what our God, our Father in heaven, is saying. And for you to hear the voice of God, which will guide you, number one, the voice of God will come through prayers. It will not come through debate. The voice of God will come through prayers. It is when you pray, if you are very prayerful, God will speak to you. And a whole lot of things are happening. 
In Genesis chapter 26, there was famine, and the scripture said that, and Isaac wanted to do what everybody else was doing, and God appeared to him and said, don't go to Egypt, just stay here, and I will give you the land. The voice of God took him from just, you know, toiling around into an inheritance. When we become more prayerful, we will hear the distinctive voice of God. No matter how still and small it is, we will hear that. Yesterday, we had an interesting thing that you know, Bill put over my ears. And it's so, I mean, technology can be very, very interesting. I have this thing put over my ears then, and I could hear every whisper and every grass they stepped on it, that it was muffling out the sound of the bang. I mean, the, the big shot of the gun, the, the sound of the bang the, was rather muffled, but every whisper around, I could hear it distinctively. And I can tell you that God is saying to you, if you will put me on, you can hear my whisper. And the loud noise of the word will be faded out in your life. Because these loud noises of the world, it's making people even be afraid to come to church. It's making people feel like there's no need for God, but God is still God. So number one, let's go back to our knees. Let's go back to our knees. The news media will not tell you everything you need to hear from your God. It's on your knees that your father himself, he's your father, he's your shepherd. Number two, his voice comes through meditation on his word. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he told Joshua, this book of the law, this book of the law, I know I'm speaking to Texans, this book of the law, it didn't even say this book of liberty. It didn't say this book of freedom. This book of the law, and sometimes there are things that the book will tell you that naturally you don't want to do. But it said, this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes, from your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. We need to meditate on the word of God. If a day passes without you having read a scripture, meditated on a scripture, know that you have missed something. And once you miss that, Satan is a specialist in occupying vacuums. Once you miss the voice of God, he's going to substitute a voice for you. But when you hear the voice of God at the beginning of the day, whatever that is said later on, I know where I'm going. I like Elisha. He was following Elijah. And they got to a place called Bethel. And the sons of the prophet, they came with their great you know, castle and with all their degrees and all their different CVs and said, Well, Elijah, we have known that you are going nowhere because this man you are following very soon is going to be taken off you. And it is written that he didn't have to have a lengthy you know, explanation. He didn't say chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4. He simply said, I know. Hold your peace. They get to Jericho. They accost him the same way. He says, I know, hold your peace. They cross Jordan, I know, hold your peace. And by the time he came back, he had the mantle of Elijah in his hands. When you know what God has said to you, you will know how to tell the world, hold your peace. And I believe that God is still speaking in our days. 
And you need the voice of God for your life. You need the voice of God for your family. You need the voice of God for your community. We need the voice of God. We have heard enough of the voice of men. We've heard enough of that. And I'm not saying that they should shut up. Their business is to speak. Your business is to choose whose voice you will follow. I could get all these musicians up here and I can ask them, play whatever you want. Somebody may choose to play a funk song, some women choose a blues, and some will play you know, jazz, but as we sit down here, it is your choice which one you will say I will listen to. But I tell you, we have a God who has not lost his voice. He's still God. And his voice is important to us. May I ask you this question? When was the last time you heard the voice of God? Sincerely speaking to yourself, stand in the mirror and answer the question, when was the last time I know God spoke to me, either in church or in your prayer closet or in the house? Some of us, it may be weeks, some it could be months, some it could be years. But God sent me to let you know he has not lost his voice. He will see here. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to speak to you. I believe there's somebody here right now, you're on the crossroad of your life that you've tried different things. You've attempted to solve it. But God said, I can direct you. I can just give you what to do. A group of people tried to fish the best way they know how to fish. Applied everything in the textbook. And in the morning, Jesus comes to meet them and said, boys, have you caught anything? They said, no. He said, well, drop the net at the right side of the boat. At the right side of the boat. There was a front side of the boat. There was a back side of the boat. There was a left side of the boat. But it was the right one place. In Matthew 14, he gets to a place and says, well, who are we going to pay, you know, pay our taxes to? Forget about the noise about the taxes, but we are going to silence them right now. Just take a hook and go to the ocean and throw it. And his voice stopped the crisis in the life. Let the crisis continue with other people, but not in my life. That is the way Jesus solved it. I will not stop the crisis, but I will stop it in your life. Because somehow, the crisis may bring other people to me as well. In Matthew 16 and verse 13, he was working with the disciples, and the Bible says in the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and if you need to get a map of it and know that is somewhere in Turkey. And they get to the place where there were different deities and different gods and different modes of worship. And Jesus comes, you know, with the disciples, and I'm sure that he worked a few miracles there, and some people knew him and all that. So he gathers the disciples out of the crowd and said, guys, uh, You've been on the social media. You know what is said on Twitter and Facebook and everything. And what do men say that I am? What do men say that I am? And everybody, all the 12, has something to say. Some say you're Elisha. Some say you're Some say. Then he goes and says, okay, come. What do you say that I am? And out of the 12, only one with a very feeble, sheepish voice. I, 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 you... You, 
you you Christ to the son of the living God. Peter, say it again. I'm sorry, sir. Repeat what you said. You are Christ, the son of the living God. Say it louder. I'm just imagining. Because never think Peter was so bold to say, well, you are Christ, the son of the living God. It was the the least of all the things published. He was a micro-minority voice for him to say that. And Jesus stands to him and said, flesh and blood. CNN and Sky and Fox has not told you this. But my Father, which is in heaven, and we are looking, the Lord is looking for those whose ears are attentive to him. So that in the midst of everything being said, he can say things to you that will touch, will bring healing to our communities, that will change the narratives of the days we live in. The voice of God is what will make the difference. And who is going to hear the voice of God? You and I are here. In the book of Revelation, he said it over and over. He that has ear, and I believe, when we say he that has ear, we are simply saying, Lord, I want to present my ears to you that I may hear what you are saying. I want to present my ears to you. How many of you here right now would want to join me right in the front here? Say, Lord, I want to present my ears to you. Have my ears. I want to shut it off from everything that I may hear your voice. That I may hear your voice. Healing will only come through your voice. Marriages and homes are being torn apart. Nuclear families are being destroyed. It's only the voice of God that will bring healing. And who is hearing the voice of God? God, I present my ears to you. That you may speak to me and through me. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Let our prayers be, Lord, that I may hear your voice. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 18, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. My word will never pass away. I'm not going to wait for wise men, so-called wise men, to show me where the Messiah is. The Holy Spirit is in me, and the Lord wants to reveal to me. Never think the wise men were the first choice of the Lord. When the people in Israel failed to hear, failed to see the star, the star was there long before perhaps Herod made his decree. The Lord, that I may hear from you. Apostle Paul prayed a prayer, said, Lord, that I may know you. And today, let our prayers be, Lord, that I may hear your voice. He said, my sheep will hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, that means a stranger also has a voice. Not every voice is the voice of God. They may sound good, but that doesn't make it the voice of God. That doesn't make it the voice of God. That same Matthew 16, Peter, who had said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God, began to rebuke Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, You are Satan. He didn't make it the voice of God because he was a good man. 
The voice of God does not come from good men. It comes from God. And God, give me the ear to hear your voice. I present my ears to you. And all of us in that prayer that want to pray that prayer with me, can we stand and come to the front? I just stand up there. God, and I may hear you. Some of you, is going to bring the voice of salvation. It's going to bring the voice of deliverance. A voice, a creative voice that is going to provide an answer to a situation. The voice. It's written in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 20. That while the whole land of Judah and Jerusalem were in perplexity because they were invaded by four different nations with their with their allies, while they were in prayer, while they were in that time of fasting, it is written that then upon Jehaziel, the son of the son of the son of the son of, the Lord spoke to him. God is pouring out his spirit even in these last days. Our sons and our daughters are going to prophesy. In fact, they are prophesying already, but we are not even listening to them. Young people are hearing the voice of God to say things and to do things. Shall we stand together? As we stand together, shall we put our hands up to him? I'm, I'm not going to touch everyone here, but let's do this in unity. Dear Father, we stand before you. We present our ears to you. In any way that we have surrendered our ears to the world, Lord, we take it back from the world and we bring it to you. You are our shepherd. No one else can lead us better than you. Our salvation is in your hands. Our deliverance, the hope of our children is not in the hands of the educationists, but in your hands. Lord, we cannot surrender our next generation to the law of the lands. The hope of our next generation is in your hands. It's only your voice. And Lord, we call upon you, let the voice of restoration, let the voice of healing come through your sons and your daughters standing here. Old and young, Father, we are asking that you will cause your voice, that from this day, going, Lord. What we need to pray, we will not just talk to the walls, but we will speak to a living God who will speak back to us. Lord, help us to hear you when you say to us, this is the way, walk ye in it. Help us, oh God, to hear you when you speak to us, telling us, don't go in this direction or go in this direction. Lord, direct our, li our lives. Let your voice lead and guide us. I speak that upon your children, Lord, each and every man, woman, boy, and girl here. Lord, I ask that homes, marriages, and families, oh God, be restored by your voice. The confusion that the enemy has brought to different lives, Lord, let your voice take over and bring peace and direction. Lord, thank you as I commit each and every life here under the sound of my voice to you. Let your voice become real and personal to everyone. For you said, my sheep will hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. We will no longer follow the voice of strangers. We pledge and commit ourselves to listen for your voice and follow your voice now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Is it okay to put our hands together and give the Lord a clap? You know. If you would remain where you're at here, I'm, I'm good to hand these out. Is okay. Right? okay. Is that all right? It's okay. Uh, oh, I'm telling you, I, my wife, unfortunately, is unable to be here. Had she been here, I would have had my hand squeezed like 50 times during that message. And that is a, a marital uh, uh, communication of, did you hear that? Because that was for me, you know. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I say, said, you know, hey, the news said, hey, the news said, hey, the news said, hey, the news said, and, and now what I need to say is, hey, but what did God say? What does God say? And that's really all that matters. What a great and powerful word. Uh, so Apostle Frank has a, a publication here. It's a, a, a small uh, publication. He's, he's quite the author. And it produces uh, the Daily Faith Recharge, which is an uh, 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 encouragement on a daily basis that is sent out uh, using technology and social media, different platforms. Uh, it's unbelievable the effort that he has put into that over the years. I mean, I remember when he began it thinking, uh, well, you know, this is really great. I'm sure he'll, he'll run this for a year, and, and I can't, it's been years now, every day. I've had to, I'll look at my phone and at about five in the morning, I'll see there's the daily faith recharge, you know, there's a little time difference from where we're at. And, and then too, the, the word is fresh. So these aren't like uh, uh, things where, where he's had them all scripted and he just reads one and, and, but you'll, you'll hear the word of the Lord for the day in that daily. It's the most genuine uh, uh, social media ministry I've ever been exposed to. And, and, and I think it's the most incredibly powerful anointed thing. I, I want to try to find ways to get you connected to that. I need to talk with him and I'll present ways that we can do that. Uh, this is a, a product of that. An individual uh, produced some of the, uh, the writing or put into writing some of the Daily Faith Recharge. We don't have a whole lot of them, so I want to leave them up here and ask that, that one per household. And, and if you don't get one, uh, we, we do respect street rules in the parking lot if you want to fist fight <laughs> over them. So... Uh, yeah, you, you can you can work that out among yourselves, and we'll we'll see how it goes, right? Uh, I know God has great things for us all, and and I want to join you in committing to to listening for His voice, His consistent, unchanging voice, and what what attempts to bring this destabilization into our lives is obviously this destabilization that's sweeping across our nation and throughout the world, and we have the unchanging voice of God. Well, I'm, I'm so grateful, Apostle Frank, for your word. Uh, I want to continue in trusting and believing God for great things. Uh, I want to close us in prayer, but I want to leave you with this. As you, uh, once we close in prayer, you'll be back to your seats. Uh, we're going to continue to communicate a lot through, the, uh, through email. If you're not able to uh, get our emails, uh, please make sure we have your email address. You can do that using the response form in the bulletin. You can put it in the, the offering containers there. Uh, the offering containers are also for tithes and offerings, and I want to encourage you, uh, if you feel led to, to support uh, uh, Apostle Frank and the, the Reverend Doctor in their ministry in Nigeria, uh, you can make a, a gift out. You make it out to Champions, because we have to use our bank here, but mark it uh, Frank. I mean, Frank is easy to spell, right? So we're, we're good with that. So you can put Frank on it. We'll make sure that that gets to him, and uh, we'll be, if you see us gathering things and rushing out, it's not because of a lack of love and affection for you. It's we got a flight to catch. 
And uh, so Atlanta is the next stop. Atlanta for a few days, and then, uh, and then the UK, which is home to the lovely Sharon, who's now a crack shot. And yes. So we, we've, we've made our jokes about, you know, her hand getting swabbed at the airport now. Uh, and then, too, she's also a professional bomb maker, right? Am I, is that okay to say? Can we put that online? Okay, all right, that's all right. That, there's, that's an inside joke. She works with a lot of technology, and some of it can blow up. So, uh, But I want to pray. I want to ask God to, to seal this word in our hearts as, as Apostle Frank has brought it so faithfully. And, and then this miss, I do want to encourage, as you feel led to sow, just mark that gift, Frank, and we'll make sure that it gets to him. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful word. And standing here along with the congregation, I say, I receive, we receive. Let our ears be attentive to your word. Let our hearts and minds be renewed to focus on your voice, the only voice that matters. We bless your name and we give you thanks for this wonderful and powerful transformation taking place in us. Let us stand out in this world as those who are solid and stable, founded upon the rock of Jesus Christ. We bless your name and we thank you in Jesus' name. And all the saints declared. Thank you for listening to this message from Champions Church. We invite you to join us this Sunday for our celebration worship service. For more information, please visit us at champschurch.com.